This is interesting. BC vets have banned tail docking of dogs, horses, and cattle, and they are asking the rest of us to follow suit. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Dr. Alice Crook, who's a veterinarian from the Atlantic Veterinary College on, in PEI. She's also the former CVMA Animal Welfare Committee chair. Welcome to the show. Thank you. First off, what is tail docking? Because uh, most of us don't know what that is. Really? Well, it's it's basically cutting off the tails of newborn puppies, if we're talking about dogs. And what breeds do they do this to? It's quite common. Um, people will have seen it in, for example, poodles, um, boxers, Boston terriers, Dobermans, uh, schnauzers. So, so people are so accustomed to seeing these animals with very short tails, they don't realize that their tails were actually removed um, when they were about two or three days old. Now, I've heard of this before, and, you know, I heard this weird uh, rumor, and I, I think you could probably educate us on this if this is a huge falsity, that they'll wrap an elastic band around a portion of a dog's tail and just wait for it to fall off. That's false, correct? No, that's true. Really? Yes, because um, especially um, where in... Um, in provinces where the procedure is banned for veterinarians, mm. um, there are still some breeders who really want this to happen, and so they'll do it by uh, putting an elastic band on. Um, it's, in fact, it's done even where uh, veterinarians will still do the procedure, but but um, some breeders will do it themselves. Sounds torturous. Meat. Yes, it is, because basically you're cutting off the supply to that portion of the dog's anatomy and waiting for the tissue to Aww. die, at which point it falls off and that can take a week or so. What is the what was the original purpose of tail docking? Why did this come about? Well it's very interesting because if you go back, it's been done in some of these breeds for hundreds of years and you look back at the reasons that they were given and at one point they thought it prevented rabies. Um, they also uh, one of the one of the reasons that's given is that it's necessary for hunting dogs to present to prevent them from getting their tails caught in the field or in brush or something like that but it's inconsistent because there are many dogs that are used for hunting where their tails are not cut off so so that argument really doesn't hold up and and plus many of the breeds that we now use that may have been originally used for hunting are no longer used for that purpose what are the risks of tail docking well there's actually quite a few there's um, acute pain, obviously, because even when it's done um, by a veterinarian, um, it's when it's done with a sharp scalpel, it, it's often done without any uh, pain relief because people used to believe that very young animals didn't feel pain, and that was the same with, with uh, young children. They didn't use to use any kind of analgesics for things like circumcision, that kind of thing. Wow. Um, so, so that's one of the risks. There's also the risk of chronic pain. Dogs that have had their tails amputated um, may, it seems like they're experiencing phantom pain. They may bite at their tails. Um, you know, their whole life they may be sensitive to, to anybody touching their tails. And then there's the risk of infection. Um, and there's also studies that have shown that it affects communication in dogs and even behavior to some extent. Yeah, I can tell. I have a border collie, so they never, you know... Uh chop that the, they don't tail dock a border collie it's just you know but he is so expressive with his tail i can tell yeah. how he's feeling you know uh, by the way he's holding his tail up if he's happy if he's sad if he's fearful it's very expressive yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. And I should point out that there are some breeds that actually are born with very short tails. So just because you see a dog with a short tail doesn't mean it was cut off. What breeds but, would those be? Um, well, it's interesting. Some, um, some of the corgis um, and some of the terriers have very short tails. But the ones we traditionally think of like boxers and dobermans and poodles and schnauzers that we see with those very short tails, those have been have been surgically amputated if they have a short tail. You brought up Dobermans. I uh, had a friend when I lived out in BC, and he had this beautiful Doberman, and I thought she was mixed with something because she had these gorgeous, long, velvet-like ears. And and I asked what he was mixed with, and he said, no, she's a purebred. They just didn't crop the ears. And I had no idea that the ears are, you know, surgically cropped and pinned and stapled. Um, The college has also voted to ban ear cropping, uh, yep. in uh, Doberman pincers and other dogs. Why would they do this? Is it as purely aesthetics? Oh, <laughs> um, well, it's, it goes back to, it's, it's what we're used to seeing. So in North America, we're used to seeing these things. And when you, the first time you see um, a Doberman with floppy ears, you, you think it's, you know, you think that's, that's a different breed of dog. But um, but really, there's no reason for it. They, um, one of the reasons that people will give is that it makes them look more fierce. So if you're wanting to use a dog for um, protection, that may be one of the reasons why Rottweilers and Dobermans were originally um, ear-cropped. But in areas now, like in the Atlantic provinces, for example, where these procedures have been banned for many years now, in all four Atlantic provinces, it's very common to see um, dogs with natural ears and tails. Yeah, that's good to see because they are lovely. And I would imagine, you know, uh, their hearing is so acute. And, you know, it, it, you're apparently not supposed to mess around with the dog's ears till after the age of one. I, I heard that somewhere because you don't want to hurt the cartilage if they're the ears that kind of stand up at different times. Um, well, yeah, that's actually a very interesting point because the time when these surgeries are done, it's uh, for the ears, it's around 9 to 12 weeks. And it is a very sensitive time when they're developing. And the process of... First of all, the, the procedure is done with analgesic and, and anesthetic for, for sure. But then there's the aftercare period with trying to get them to stand up, bandaging them, having to handle the ears a lot. And it's thought that that can really sensitize dogs for their whole life to having their ears handled, um, you know, and, and for them to become fearful of any kind of handling around the head. So that's another major disadvantage. And let's face it, when anyone goes to touch their, your dog, they're going for the head. So if you want a predictable, loving animal... It only yeah. makes sense that you wouldn't mess around with anything on their head uh, that would make them skittish of other people. Tail nicking. This is something entirely different. What is that? Oh, so that's um, that's probably they're talking about horses. Mm-hmm. Something also in the BC ban you're looking at. Yeah. So, yeah, setting and nicking, um, those are procedures that are done to, to have horses carry their tails in different ways to try and get them to carry them a certain way. But it's not done for the benefit of the horse at all. It's just done for appearance. So it falls under the the idea of banning surgery that's done solely for appearance. And that, how, how would you do that? You cut the tail muscle, is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's that's what you, basically, it's, that's what it involves. It sounds brutish. Well, <laughs> it's amazing what we do to our animal friends. <laughs> so BC Vets are uh, asking the rest of us, the other provinces, in Ontario as well, to uh, ban tail docking of dogs. Are you behind that? Well, yes, I am. Um, I live in Prince Edward Island where we have, um, you know, we've banned the procedures since um, 2009, these procedures. Um, 
the other provinces like Ontario and Alberta, they have their veterinary associations have have chosen a different route. They believe that um, you know there's still a demand for these procedures and. Some veterinarians may feel that they um, should be able to, to, to provide the procedures. The argument on the other side is that if the procedures are actually banned, then, these, then doing these procedures, which really goes against the veterinary oath to, to, to only act in the best interest of your patients, then veterinarians can say, you know, I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's, it's banned in our province. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the only another downfall would be that people start to uh, do their own tail cropping, which is also super dangerous. Yes, and uh, it does it does happen. We already talked about that mm-hmm. with the elastic bands, but it's um, it, it's banned as well. Like if they do, if readers do that in any what, of our is there a fine that comes along with that? Well, it would be if it was prosecuted through the um, through the animal protection legislation in the provinces where it's banned. Yes, there would certainly be a fine. Is it where you are? Yes. Okay, and would you know what the fine is offhand? No, because our. <laughs> interesting. Um, It's been banned in the veterinary bylaws since uh, 2009, as I said, here in Prince Edward Island, but it's only fairly new in our Animal Welfare Act, so we haven't actually had a case yet where anybody's been prosecuted for it. So kind of a toothless law, no pun intended. (laughs) Well, only because we haven't actually... It's so new, I would say. I, it won't be toothless if if there is a case. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. It's been pretty informative. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Dr. Alice Cook is a veterinarian from the Atlantic Veterinary College on PEI.